Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. That's next Sunday. So we are continuing Practice Makes Perfect. Um, Last week we talked about practicing honor, how this is something that doesn't come natural to us. We have to practice in order to get better. Um, And there are actually a lot of things as we read Scripture. I don't know about you, but sometimes I read Scripture and I'm like, oh, man, that's hard. Right? It's hard. So what does that mean? That means we have to work at it, right? Um, Some of the things that God's asking us to do, we're not very good at them. And so that means that we have to make an effort. We have to apply a little bit of elbow grease, right? And make sure that we get the job done. There's a scripture, um, Philippians 4, 9, the Apostle Paul says this, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. So if you're missing peace in your life, maybe you need to start practicing what Scripture says. So what we're doing this month is we're looking at some of the things that are a little difficult for for us, and we're we're saying, okay, how can we practice these things? Today we're talking about practicing generosity. Practicing generosity. Um, You know, many times we wait until we feel like we have enough to be generous, right? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? I remember when I was in my early 20s, Tiff and I had just gotten married, and uh, we were making nothing 50 an hour. And, I mean, we were just trying to survive and, and, um, and you know, mismatched furniture, sitting on egg crates. I mean, you know, it, it, it was awesome. And I had two budgets. I had a, a, a budget that was real. <laughs> it was real sad is what it was. And it was, you know, everything that was coming in and everything that was going out, and woo, we had that thing to the penny. There was no rounding. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we, every cent was going somewhere. But I had another budget, too. Uh, it was another tab on my Excel spreadsheet, because that's how cool I am. And this budget, I forget how much annual income it was based off of, but it was like several hundred thousand a year. And, and, I, and I, I, this is what we'd pay for our house. This is what we'd pay for this. And it was like a dream. You know what I mean? But, and, 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 and with that income range, my percentage of giving was really high. And one day I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And I, I felt the Holy Spirit say, why don't you give that much now? And I thought, well, because I don't have that much <laughs> But what I realized is if you want to get good at something, you have to not wait until you're good at it. You have to practice it now to get good at it. And so that's what we're talking about is generosity. Now, let me give you a definition of generosity. Generosity is a mindset leading to a lifestyle of open-handedness with all that you have. 
It's a mindset. It starts with your thoughts, leading to a lifestyle, bleeds over into your actions. Of open-handedness when it comes to all that you have. What do I mean? Here's what I mean. When If you have something, we all have something. We all have things. Some of us have more things than others have, but we all have something. And those somethings that you have, generosity has to do with how you hold it. You know, I've got, I got my clicker here in my hand. There's a difference between this, open-handedness, and this, close-handedness. In, in both situations, it's in my possession. I have the clicker. But, but when I'm like this, I, I'm much more open to possibilities and what, what might happen. When I'm like this, I'm much more closed off. So that's what I mean by open-handedness. It's a, it's a mindset leading to a lifestyle. Think of it this way. The generous mindset says, just because a resource comes to me doesn't mean that it belongs to me. Just because it comes to me doesn't mean that it belongs to me. Now, greed is the opposite of generosity. Greed assumes the opposite. It says, this resource came to me, so it must be for me. Or, as you might have said in first grade, finders, keepers, losers, weepers, right? That's, that's a greed mentality. Well, it's mine. I found it, so it's mine. Well, generosity says, well, I found it. Yes, it's in my possession, but it might not be mine. Greed produces owners. Generosity produces stewards. Greed says this is mine. Generosity says this is God's. Now, there's a difference between being a generous person and being a giver, right? And some of you probably, maybe because of your church history, whenever anything like giving or potentially about money is brought up in church, there's this kind of like this, oh man, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know that I like that. I don't know that I want to talk about this in church, right? I'll never forget, I was, I was working several years ago and, and a, a lady in my office, um, she said, well, she said she was a Christian. Well, I was like, well, what church do you go to? She goes, I don't go to church. I'm like, really? Why not? She goes, well, all they want is your money. And I was like, really? That's all they want. They're not doing a very good job. If they wanted your money, they could probably sell you a really good product. <laughs> but not just congregate once a week. They would congregate every day. I mean, there are better ways to make money than the way churches do things, right? But, it's, but I understand that there is like this, this mentality that can be kind of off-putting. But generosity applies to all of your resources. It's not a money thing. It's a time thing. It's a talent thing. It's a treasure thing. It can even be your testimony, your story. God wants you to tell your story, to not be greedy, to not withhold your personal story and testimony. The church is good at raising up givers. Now, a giver is different than a generous person. How? A giver will respond to a plea for help. But a generous person gives whether it's asked for or not. A giver will give of what is his. A generous person gives because it never was his. You see the difference? And, and so the church has gotten good at, at, at creating givers. And let me just say, this church is a very giving church. You guys do a fantastic job of giving. And, and anytime there's a need, anytime anything comes up, you guys always do a good job of that. But I think that there's even more, not for the church, but for you. I think that there's a generous mentality that we can operate in um, that, quite honestly, will change your life. 
So I, I want to convince you for just a moment that you really want to be generous. So let me give to you this morning three reasons why you should practice generosity. Three reasons why. Here's the first one. Generosity is fun. It's fun. I know you don't hear about fun in church a lot, but I think fun is important. As a matter of fact, it's been reported to me by my parents when I was a little kid. Uh, when I'd pray, I would usually say something, Lord, help us have a good time. I think fun's important, right? I, 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 think it's, I think it's a blast. I think we should have a blast. I think Christians should be the happiest people on the face of the planet. And so generosity is fun. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, the apostle Paul says final words to the church that he's visiting, and he quotes Jesus, and he says this. He says, you should remember the, Lord, the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, if you're super religious, you say blessed. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's interesting, the word blessed in Greek here, it means happy. You can look it up. It means happy. In other words, you will be happier when you're giving than when you're receiving. Now, we're about to enter into a season of giving and receiving with Christmas, right? You guys, how many, is anyone done with their Christmas shopping? If so, we need to excommunicate you from the church. I'm just kidding. I'm like the last, I'm calculating how long it takes Amazon Prime to ship it to me, right? I got, you know, four more days till Christmas, you right? Um, I'm a last minute kind of person, but yeah, generosity is fun. It's so much fun. And we think that it's more fun to receive, but in reality, it really is more fun to give. Y'all want to have some fun? All right. We did this a couple years ago. I've actually ordered a pizza from Papa John's and it's on its way right now. And the pizza delivery person is about to show up. When they get here, we're going to give them a tip, and we're all about to provide a tip for them. So if you have some extra cash, I want you to go ahead and grab a couple bucks. If you don't have any cash, my kids, if you'll stand up, they've got cash for you. If you don't have anything you want to be a part, just raise your hand. Y'all start walking around. I don't have any cash on me usually, so y'all start moving. The ushers, if you guys will come up. I know if you didn't, if you didn't prepare for this, it's okay. There's no judgment, no worry. And when they get here with the pizza, we're going to bless their socks off. I'm going to eat the pizza in front of you while you watch in Jesus' name. No, I don't know what's going to happen to the pizza. So grab. Everyone got a little cash. All right, ushers, if you guys would go ahead. And when they show up, we'll just interrupt the sermon and we'll bless them with a nice big tip. Isn't this fun? This is fun. It's fun. I know y'all want to outgive second service. I know you do. So generosity is fun. Generosity is fun. I got to keep going. I know you're still giving, but, but I'm going to go ahead and continue with, with what I got here. And then when they show up, it'll be obvious. All right. Second reason why we should practice generosity is because generosity is needed. Generosity is needed. It's needed for you and it's needed for others. 
Let me talk about why it's needed for you. First of all, there are all sorts of health benefits. You can look this up. Just Google it. All sorts of health benefits to being generous. They, they reported that there's, people have lower blood pressure. It reduces stress. It fights depression. There's all sorts of people, when they live a generous lifestyle, they just feel better. They enjoy life more. Um, and so these are the health benefits of being generous. Also, it keeps g- greed at bay. Look. There are so many warnings in Scripture about the love of money, about you know greediness, and, and, and it's not fun to look at these Scriptures. But let me just show you one, 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10. It says, people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Goodness, ruin and destruction. This is serious. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It doesn't say money is the root of evil. It says the love of money is the root of evil. And some people, check this out, some people, you know some of these people. Maybe some of these people have been you. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and have pierced themselves with many sorrows. Ouch. That doesn't sound good. Pierced themselves with many sorrows? Look, you don't want that. And so generosity is an offensive front against greed. That, that's really, y'all know how easy it is to get into greed. I, I, I've had to be corrected by the Holy Spirit through, over my life many times where he says, hey, you're getting into greed. You're getting in, in, into, into thinking that you'll be happier when you receive more than when you give. And so it's really important that we understand that generosity is needed. It's needed. It's also not just needed for us, but it's needed for others. Look, there's a world out there that needs the gospel demonstrated to them. There's a world out there of people that are hurting. And we, the church of Jesus Christ, we have God inside of us. And we have to give the God inside of us to them. And and this means spiritual giving. This means natural giving. Now, I have up here James chapter 2, 15, uh, James 2, 15 through 16, I've got, I want to read this to you in the message. The message is a paraphrase of Scripture um, it, where it tries to get across the gist uh, of, of what the writer is trying to say. So listen to this. It says, for instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags, half starved, and say, good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? That's nonsense, isn't it? But we, the church of Jesus, have been commissioned by God to not just say, hey, have a nice day, but to say, here's how you're going to have a nice day because I'm going to give you something and I'm going to release something spiritually. That, that's, it's not just words. It's, it's doing something. It's doing something to honor people. Generosity is needed. Y'all, there, is a, there are a lot of people. In our community, there's a lot of people who desperately need help, who desperately need Jesus. Here's the third reason why we should practice generosity. Is that generosity is the heart of God. Generosity is the heart of God. If you want to be like your father, then we have to learn to be generous because he is generous. John 3.16, one of the most popular Bible verses in the entire world. For God so loved the world that he, he gave. 
God is a giver. And when we give, we become like God. I love this verse, Ephesians 3.20. I memorized it in the New King James Version. So it's the the version that I'm going to read to you here. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in us. We're kind of taking out a a piece of a a total sentence he's he's doing. But I love, I'm going to read it slowly. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. All right, this is your God. Wouldn't it be amazing? Isn't it it amazing? The fact that, you know, you can ask, anything you can ask, God can do it. Wow. That's, That's incredible. Anything you can ask, God can do that. That's how powerful he is. That's not what this says. It says anything you can ask or even think or imagine, God can do that. Wow. That's incredible. God can not only do what I ask, he can actually do what I think, what I can imagine. That's amazing. Well, that's not what it says. It says that he can do above all that we can ask or think. Wow. So not just what I can ask, not just what I can think, but it's above what I can ask or think. That's pretty incredible, but that's not what this says. It says he can do abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Wow. Not just above what we can ask, not just above what we think, but abundantly above. But that's not what the scripture says. It says exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Are you, are you, are you, getting, are you picking up on the pattern? The way that God gives his nature is so incredible. So unbelievable. So unreal. He's a giver. And he's generous. He doesn't just do what we can ask. He doesn't just do what we can think. It's exceedingly abundantly above anything that anyone could ever imagine. So, how do we practice generosity? Like, I get it. We need to be generous. I understand this. This is, this is something. But you need God's help to do this because, as I said at the beginning, we're not naturally good at these things. Our natural tendency, have you ever seen a two-year-old just giving away their toys? <laughs> no. You see them stealing other people's toys, right? So that's, that's, that's what we do. It is, is, it's our nature. It's our inborn desire to take, not to give. So how do you practice generosity? Here's the first one. Number one, plan to give. Plan to give. You know, many times we have good intentions and we want to do something, but unless we plan to do it, it's not going to happen. Like, you're not going to fall out of bed one morning, whoa, I just gave. Like, that's, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Thank you. Um, it, it's, it's not just going to automatically happen one day that you just give by accident, right? And so you have to plan. Check out what 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says. The Apostle Paul is giving instructions. He says, on the first day of the week, hey, that's today. Let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there may be no collections when I come. So what, what Paul is doing, just so you know, is that he's taking up collections for poor saints in Jerusalem. And so he's saying, hey, you know, I, I, want, I want you guys to be a part of this, but here's how I want you to do it. 
Don't make me come there and beg you. Don't make me come there and, and, you know, cause a big scene. Go ahead and plan to be generous. And so when I do get there and it's time to receive the gifts, it won't be a big deal. Go ahead and plan. And so we practice generosity by planning to give. By planning to give. Here's the second way that we practice generosity. Is you train yourself through percentage giving. Train yourself through percentage giving. So if we're not good at being generous by ourselves, we need something to to help us get there, right? Well, what we see in Scripture is the concept of percentage giving. Percentage giving is where you give not a particular amount, but an actual percentage of that amount. And I'll explain it to you in just a moment, but first of all, the pizza's here. Hey, come on now, man, come on. Come on, come on. Thank you for helping us out. Y'all give him a hand. All right. Glad you're, come on up, man. Come on up. I know you weren't expecting this, but good to see you. Good. What's your name? It's Fred Matthews. Fred, awesome. Good to meet you. So you got the pizza in there? Can I see it? Sweet. (laughs) Sweet. That's right. That's right. Well, he would also multiply it and feed everyone. So you want to pray? <laughs> okay. Well, that's all right. That's all right. We're good. We're good. All right. Thank you. Well, so thanks for helping us with the sermon illustration. Okay. Now, the, the point is actually not the pizza. The point is actually you. Thank you, sir. We actually want to bless you. So what we did is we took up an offering before you got here, and, um, and we want to give you a tip. Amen. Is that cool? And so we actually have for you here... An envelope, this is your tip, it's $660.79. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I'm a believer, may I say a few words? Yeah, well, let me, let me do this. Can I pray for you? Absolutely. Okay, this is Fred. Y'all stretch your hands towards Fred. And I, I am a Christian, by the way. Oh, good, that's awesome, man. Well, since I was seven years old. Awesome. Well, you know, Scripture says to do good to those, especially those who are of the household of faith. That's you. Let's bless Fred, you guys. Father, thank you so much for Fred. Lord, thank you that he, he got up early and he actually came and delivered before Papa John's was open. Um, and, Lord, we just pray that he would take this money. Um, Lord, that he would know that he's loved by you. He's known by you. Lord, Any whatever situations are in his life, Lord... All of us have different things going on in our lives, and Fred is no different. So, Father, I, I just bless him right now. Father, fill him with your spirit. Let him know that, that, that you love him. Lord, he's a believer, and that's fantastic. And we're so glad, Lord, um, that, he, that you live in him and that he is in you. We bless him, and we thank you for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You want to say something real quick? Uh, you know, one of the reasons I do this is to serve people, and um, I spent 17 years with the last company, and I've been with this company now for three years. Uh, I'm a Vietnam Navy vet. Uh, you know what today is. I know those guys. And, uh, you know, one of the things that God puts on my heart is to serve people, and when I'm at home, you know, I could be, re- I'm semi-retired, I could stay home, but. I couldn't do it, you know, two weeks into it. 
uh, I had to get out and do something, and this is one of the opportunities I have for ministry. I call it marketplace ministry. Come on. And uh, yeah. I learned that. I learned, actually learned that, that, that saying that I use uh, from New Covenant when I went there. And it's just my honor and my pleasure. And, you know, it's a funny thing. I always tell guys at work, I never worry about the tip. I just worry about serving people, and God will take care right. of everything. That's a perfect lesson. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's good. Woo woo. Okay. So generosity is fun, right? Isn't it fun? $660. You guys are awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let me talk to you about percentage giving real quick while I step in the pizza. Is anyone the front row is smelling it? They're like, mmm. So percentage giving. Is not when you give an amount, it's when you give a percentage. All right. So let, let me show you Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. It says this Jesus was in the temple and he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped two small coins, two copper coins, the equivalent of our penny. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them. Well, that's not true. Unless you're judging by percentage. Right? Because she just gave two pennies. But everyone else, all the rich people were putting in a lot of money. But Jesus said she gave more. That means that he wasn't looking at the total. He was looking at the percentage. So percentage giving is one of the things that God looks at to, uh, and, and has, has given to us, invited us into, that trains us to be generous. Now let me just say this. Many of you have heard of the tithe. The word tithe means 10%, all right? If you got 10 slices of pizza, you give me one, you've just tithed pizza, all right? It's not like a super holy word. It just means 10%, all right? So the tithe was the Old, uh, Old Testament, Old Covenant way of training people to be generous, okay? Now, I preached a sermon on the tithe a couple years ago. It's on our website. It's on our podcast. Said everything I want to say about it. If you want, if you want more information, check it out. But let me just tell you this. It's no longer a requirement of the law to tithe. It is, however, an invitation and an opportunity for a blessing. The curse that was tithe, that was tied to not tithing is gone because Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. But the blessing that's tied to the tithe is still in effect. So do you have to tithe? No. Do you want to tithe? If you want a blessing, there's a good blessing tied to it. But it's not a requirement. Do you see the difference? Okay? So that's how that works. But look, Tiffany and I, we tithe. We just, first thing, we give 10% of our gross income. And, and, that's, and that's what we do. And so I encourage you, that's a good way to train yourself to give. That way, it's not like, ah, well, what do we have left over? No, this is what goes out. We treat it like a bill. We treat it like a bill. We just pay it. We just pay it. We don't, we treat it like a bill as far as the mechanics of it, not our hearts, right? We, we, we give with a joyful heart. But, but the, the, the key though is, is to give based on percentage. Look, you, you, God might not be calling you to tithe right now. There's a blessing in it. You should consider it. But if you can't right now, why don't you choose 2%, 5%, 7%. If you've been tithing for a long time and you're comfortable, it's not hard anymore, why don't you bump it, 
This is a way to train yourself to be generous. All right, last thing. Last way that you practice generosity is you give to what feeds you and you give to what moves you. A lot of times people ask me, like, what, you know, who should I give to and how much should I give and how much goes to the church and how much goes to, like, a, another ministry. And, you know, wow, these, I just saw these, these, um, these hungry children and I got sad. I saw these, you know, dogs and cats on TV that don't have a home and I'm crying now. Should I, like, what should I do? You're right. Y'all, y'all cry at the, the, the cat commercials. You know, you monsters. Um, I turn the channel. So... Give to what feeds you and give to what moves you. Let, let me say it to you this way. Pay for your meals and fund your passions. Pay for your meals and fund your passions. Wherever you're getting fed spiritually, you give. And whatever breaks your heart, whatever matters to you. You know, for some people, you hear about modern-day slavery going on, and you think, man, someone's got to do something about that. Yeah, that's you. Because God's putting it on your heart. You heard Cynthia say earlier, she, she heard about the students in Hungary, and she just kept crying. What? God was breaking her heart over that ministry. And so what did she do? She gave not only financially, but she gave of her time. She went over there. So give to what feeds you and give to what moves you. One last illustration, we're done. What would you think if after the service I followed you out to your car, and I said, hey, can I have 100 bucks? If you're like me, you'd probably be like, what for? I just want $100. Um, is this for the church or is this for you? Oh, it's for me. I'm going to blow it on a steak dinner. You would probably, it probably weird you out a little bit if I ever do this. You know, I will never do this, by the way. But you'd be like, $100? I don't know, Jamie. All right. What if you had just won Powerball the week before you just got your check and you now had $500 million in the bank? You'd probably be more willing to give me 100 bucks. Why? Because now you're not worried about how much you have. Let me show you this verse. Romans 8.32 Since he did not, God, did not spare even his own son, but gave him, Jesus, up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? In other words, look, the father gave you his son. Why are you worried about how much you have? God's going to give you everything he has. So when you change the sum total of how much you have to give, you're much more willing to give. So when you're looking at your personal natural resources, you're like, a hundred bucks? I don't know. But when you got $500 million, you're like, sure, a hundred bucks, making it rain everywhere. Because you're like, I got plenty. As believers, you got it all. You got it all. What lack do you, you actually have God Almighty living inside of you. Isn't that unbelievable? And so when the opportunity to be generous, you know, pay for the car behind you in the drive-thru, pay for someone's groceries, but when, when, the, when the Holy when you have that thought, that nudge, hey, what if you did this? 
you can do it without fear because God's already given you his son. What else is there? What else do you have to be afraid of? What else do you have to worry about? You've got it all. And my question to you this morning is this. Are you practicing generosity? Not are you a good giver? Because this church, y'all are good givers. I'm not talking about that. Are you practicing getting better at growing in generosity? Let's stand for prayer. Y'all just gave the pizza delivery guy $660. That was awesome. That was awesome. That, that blew, we did this a couple of years ago, and that blew the first service from a few years ago out of the water. So y'all, great job. Great job. Let's close our eyes. Let's respond to the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit in your own words, under your, under your breath, Am I practicing generosity? Come on, ask him. Am I a generous person? Do I say I'm generous or am I really generous? Holy Spirit, speak to us. Reveal our hearts to us. Thank you, Lord. I want to lead you in a prayer where we ask that the Holy Spirit would move on us in generosity. That we would be a generous people, not just with money, with everything. That we would hold things with open hands. If you will, let me lead you in this prayer. Just repeat it after me. Say, Lord, you were so generous to me by giving me your son and bringing heaven down to me. I want to be like my father. I want to be generous too. So I adopt the mindset that just because a resource comes to me doesn't mean it belongs to me. I want to have fun with you, Lord. I, I want to provide the needs of others. And I want to enjoy the heart of God through generosity. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to teach me and guide me and to convict me of the times when I need to be generous. Everything I have is yours because it all came from you anyway. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Now will you close us? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.